Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me on the Word Podcast. We are in the book of Acts and just getting started. So let's go to the first chapter of Acts. And I want to read these first few verses again. I won't be able to do this much longer because it's going to be longer, right? But I think this is really, really, really important for us to understand and to get insight into, okay? So Acts 1.1 says this, First account I composed, Theophilus, about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up to heaven, after he had, by the Holy Spirit, given orders to the apostles whom he had chosen. So we've looked at this a couple of times. Uh, Luke is writing, and he's talking about, okay, he says, Theophilus, that first account I gave you is what Jesus began to do and what he began to teach. This account right here is actually what's going to be Jesus' continued doing and Jesus' continued teaching in and through his body. And he talks about how Jesus was taken up to heaven. And this is a phrase that we're going to see several times here in these first dozen verses or so. But he gave orders. He says he gave orders to the apostles. And here's what the orders were, verse 3. To these, he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many convincing proofs, appearing to them over a period of 40 days, and speaking of the things concerning the kingdom of God. So Jesus spoke of the kingdom of God. He gave them orders related to the kingdom of God. Now, verse 4, gathering them together, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, which he said, you have heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So that's actually where you get the phrase baptized with the Holy Spirit. Jesus spoke it. He says, you've been baptized. It's not the same way with John. You've heard of John's baptism. John baptized with water. But now you're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So verse 6. So when they'd come together, they were asking him, saying, Lord, is it at this time you are restoring the kingdom to Israel? <laughs> now, you know, I sort of chuckle at this, but this is this is us, folks. This is so like us. Jesus had been doing all this teaching about the kingdom of God. He'd been saying all this stuff while he was here on earth. He had told him what was going to happen, that he was going to be killed, be in the belly of the earth three days and three nights, be resurrected from the dead. It's all occurred. They're sitting there. They're seeing it. Their question, hey, are you about to restore the kingdom of Israel now? They'd been wondering about that all along because they were looking at the restoration of the earthly kingdom. Lord, are you going to deal with the Romans now? Lord, are you going to vindicate your people now? Are you going to use us? Are we going to sit at your right hand and your left hand? Are we going to be the high muckety mucks in this new kingdom? They hadn't got away from that yet. And again, it's another example of Jesus's patience, his long suffering. He said to them, verse 7, Jesus said to them, It is not for you to know times or epochs which the Father has fixed by his own authority. So Jesus answers the question and deals with the questions and says, This is above your pay grade. This is above your pay level. This is above your need to know. It is not for you to know the times or epochs. You know, quite often people want to know this, want to know that, and we forget that Jesus himself says, Hey, it's not for us to know. There's some things that are not for us to know. 
It's simple enough. The Father has fixed these times by his own authority. Notice they're fixed. God knows what they are. He knows when they are. He knows everything. But Jesus continues on. He's in the same sentence, different verse, verse 8. But, Jesus says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. So look what he's doing. They said, hey, is it time for the restore of the kingdom now? Are we about to get about this kingdom work here on the earth and all this? He said, uh-uh. It's not the time and epics aren't for you to know. The Father has fixed that, and he's done it by his own authority. In other words, Jesus is saying, I, I, the Father's the one who's doing this. But then he tells them about them. And folks, this is about us. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. He had just told them, go to Jerusalem, stay in Jerusalem. Don't leave Jerusalem until you are baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now he's telling them, the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you, and you're going to receive power. You're going to receive power. <laughs> this is the biggest problem with the professing church in the world today, particularly the Western church. The Western church is powerless. We have rejected the power of God. We've rejected the power of God in a couple of ways. The primary way, I think, is that we've rejected the Holy Spirit. Okay? Even people who profess to be believers have not received the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, there's all sorts of issues about this, about when you receive the Spirit and how do you receive the Spirit. Uh, do you receive the Spirit and not have the power of God? Do you have to manifest certain things? What does this baptism of the Holy Spirit mean? We're going to see all this in the a book of Acts. It'll take us a while. There's 28 chapters. You know how that is. But we're going to see it. And we'll discuss it. We'll see what the Lord reveals to us. But we must live and function within the power of the Holy Spirit. For right now, it's real simple. If you're a true believer, ask the Lord. Say, Lord, am I living in the power of your Holy Spirit? And see what he impresses upon your heart. See what he says. See where he takes you in the Scripture. Seek the power of the Holy Spirit. Live within the power of the Holy Spirit. Why? Jesus tells us in verse 8, And you will be my witnesses, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, even to the remotest part of the earth. He said, you're going to be my witnesses across the earth. And it's a picture, it's a pattern for us. They would be in Jerusalem when they received the power of the Holy Spirit. So he says, start where you are. You'll receive out there, and then you'll go out to Judea. Then you'll go to Samaria. Well, there's issues with those, okay? Uh, the Samaria uh, region was a false Judaism, a false belief. And he says, even the remotest part of the earth, we are to do likewise, folks. We are to receive the power of the Holy Spirit and then be his witnesses where we are. Let it start with us, then within our families, then within our friends, then within our coworkers. You see the pattern there? So verse 9, let me just finish out this whole thing that happens right here. And after Jesus had said these things, he was lifted up while they were looking on, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And as they were gazing intently into the sky, and it's literally intently into heaven, as they were gazing intently into heaven while he was going, behold, two men in white clothing stood beside them. They also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the heaven? This Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will come in just the way you have watched him go into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the Mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. So they returned to the Mount of Olives. And so Jesus tells them what to do. 
He says, go to Jerusalem, wait. You're going to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Then I want you to be my witnesses. And I want you to go from Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the remotest parts of the earth. Jesus ascends on a high. He's received into the clouds, the way it's described. They're watching him go into heaven. Did they see into heaven? Well, I don't know. The way they were gazing intently into, it says, the sky, but into heaven, you know, what is it? Are they just looking into the sky or are they looking into the third heaven? You know, what are they looking into? While they are intently, they're, they're locked in on this. These two men, two angels, appear to them. And they say, hey, why are you staring like that? <laughs> you know, Jesus, who's going into heaven, the way that you see him going into heaven right now is the same way that he's going to return. He will come in just the same way as you've watched him go into heaven. He's going to come back the same way. Well, that gives us some insight and some things. Even Jesus himself said, hey, if people say that I'm in the inner room or I'm out in the wilderness, I'm out of the desert, I'm in the cave. No, don't listen to him. Why? Because he's going to come in this way. And he gives us some hints. The sun, moon, and stars are going to go dark, and he's going to come. So they tell him, uh, these angels say, hey, y'all need to get on with it. <laughs> so they do. They return back to Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey away. And what are they going to do now? They're going to wait. Because Jesus said, not many days from now, you will receive the power of the Holy Spirit by being baptized by the Holy Spirit, which begs the question of all of us. Have you been baptized of the Holy Spirit? Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you in the next episode.